every process that I create here for my products, I have my data, I can sell the product in the way that I want. But today it's not true anymore. The people, the citizen, they know that my data, my rules now. So I can request the experience that I deserve. Hello and welcome to Shine, a podcast by Star. And today we have a new style of episode for you. It's a solo expert episode with just myself and an industry expert focused on, again, illuminating a topic of emerging technology. And so joining us today is Leandro Nobrega, who is the LATAM operations lead at Belvo. And today we're talking about the future of open finance. The big question here is, what happens? Like, are we trending towards a more open financial system? Or are we going to regress towards these big, large institutions controlling all of the data? So that's the question I'm trying to get to the bottom to in this episode. We cover how we define open banking, open finance. We also cover how this concept can be applied to other areas of finance, such as insurance and investing, where the space is progressing in the next five to 10 years. And of course, an example of how this uh, trend towards open finance is making the world a better place. So let's jump into the discussion with Leandro now. Thanks a lot, Tom. Well, it's a pleasure being here with you. I had the opportunity to hear some other podcasts that you made. So it's an honor being invited for this interview where you bring so many great uh, professionals to share knowledge. Furthermore, you are an amazing professional that is delivering this accessible content for everyone. So it's my pleasure being here. Thank you so much. I want to kick off first by understanding what you mean by open banking. Cool. That's a good question to get it started. Well, I would say that open banking is just the just the beginning of big revolution, a big data revolution where uh, banks share their data between themselves and between innovators with your consent, of course, with the customer's consent to give, to provide lots and lots of benefits that I can explore here a little bit more. I totally understand there's a lot of benefits, but my question is, before we get into the benefits, is why is this happening now? And what is the the benefit for the financial institution to make everything open, I would assume that there potentially is more benefit for a financial institution or business to not share data with everybody. So could we dig into that first? Sure, sure. Why this has happened now? It's because most of the data, most of the information are centralized with the, with the main institutions in lots of countries, not only here in Brazil. So these institutions, when they have all of this information without sharing this they basically they build their products in the way that they want because they are sure that they are going to sell this for 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 lots and lots of people because the people they don't have other place to go other uh, experience to live let's say like this so i usually say that the institutions they create business they create products in a inside out uh, procedure. They create the rules and they put this available because they know that everyone will buy it. So uh, the open banking is coming now, uh, showing that the regulators, the society, they they are worried about 
the experience that the people can live. So it's more outsiding, it's more customer centric that uh, we are living to create these products, these business models. We have lots and lots of technologies for a long time ago, and we can take advantage of this to provide uh, better experiences for, for everyone. So open banking is coming now by the regulators saying to the banks as a mandatory rule, mandatory law, like share your data because the people deserve to live a, a better place, uh, better financial products. And that's the reason. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I think about two years ago, I think open banking laws in the UK came in a number of years ago, maybe three years. But I remember switching from an old legacy bank to like a newer near bank about two years ago. And the experience was so seamless, creating a, an account in the near bank and then importing everything from the previous account took like a day or something. And it was just at the click of a button. It was really amazing. And I think it's really a, a spurring innovation, right? Because now these near banks or these newer like newer financial institutions can get customers faster, which pushes the whole industry forward because you're not just stuck with this old provider who isn't innovating. So that makes total sense. And yeah, it also makes sense for me that the regulators are driving this because they want to like increase the experience for all users. So now we've kind of cleared that part up. Leandro, apologies, you can continue with your um, description of the benefits of banking being more open. I would say some benefits that we can we can show with that. Basically, like you said, for, for some countries, let's say this movement around the world, for some countries, we can see this coming from the regulator. In other countries, we can see this coming from the market that we say like self-regulation by the, by the market. So uh, in some countries, the, the market are already looking for opportunities uh, regarding sharing data between other companies, between uh, companies that are specialized to deliver some experts. So we have not only the open banking, open finance, but we are, like I said in the beginning, we're living a data sharing revolution where we can share all of the data to provide experiences in the like in the healthy, in the insurance, in the investments. So as we say, as we have a document in the UK called uh, Open Data Strategy that they, they say about sharing the data regarding energy, regarding insurance. So imagine a scenario that you could, for example, share the data that you have in your smartwatch about uh, your I don't know, workouts about your healthy and an insurance company could offer it to you uh, low cost insurance, health insurance for you because they know that the, the, the probability for you to use some, some of their products is, is very low. So we are talking about uh, an amazing experience here for, for the customers in all the areas, in all the fields. Got it. So you're saying that this trend towards data sharing is not just restricted to financial information. It could also be other information about an individual that could be used by a financial institution, such as an insurer, to pro provide a better service to that person. Exactly, exactly. That's it. I'm not saying that. So it was good, the open banking, because it was a precursor to regarding sharing data and an ecosystem that we have is very, very centralized. So, for example, I'm going to say in the past, but for some countries, it's happening right now. You have the 
you want to get a real estate finance, you go to the institution and you follow a very difficult process, signing lots of papers, sending annual finance reports, prove your incomes uh, and lots of stuff. So when you are ending this process, you think, should I look for other institutions to see if I could get a better a fee or a better, I don't know, tax? So the person won't go through other institutions to this difficult process to check this again. So one important thing that I could say that the open finance is bringing for us is that this ecosystem is providing uh, a smart financial decision for the people. Before open finance, when you follow this difficult process, this horrible experience to, to get a real estate finance, you couldn't like say, I'm going to, I'm going to follow the process in other institutions to see how I could get it. No, you, you will be tired about that process that you, you, you made. So you, you buy it. So that's the most affected area for now, until now, in the open finance is about uh, smart decisions in finance. Now we can, in one click, share my data to lots of institutions, my historical data, and they can offer to me already the simulating there, the, the taxes and the fees that they could apply for me. And so I could decide, all right, I'm going to that institution because they analyze it, all of my profile, and it makes sense for me for now. What makes you most excited about this trend? Which part of this trend or application of open finance makes you most excited? Oh, it has a lot and lots. Uh, I would say that the legacy that I want to deliver to the people here in Brazil is besides participating in the definition together with the central bank, what I get more excited is about the people uh, getting an experience and living, get, take advantage of your time to work in a creative way, not in waiting lines in the banks, not in going to the uh, traffic department to like transfer a vehicle because he needs to follow that process. You know what, what I think about the future is not only with open finance, but with everything that we're living right now is that we can focus our time to be creative, not to do operational things, not to follow difficult process to buy something. It's ridiculous when I say that, right? So you are you and you want to buy something. You need to go to lots of different places. You need to sign lots of papers. And, and I mean everything, not only in finance. I mean everything. Uh, usually in my, in my class, I, I give an example of when you are buying a car. Here in Brazil, you need to go to the there to buy a car. And after that, you need to go to the, the traffic department. And after that, you need to go to sign papers and, and notary and everything to transit that vehicle. So after that, you can get the vehicle. And I think, oh my God, I, I'm buying my, I, I want to buy the car. I have the money. And, you know, you need to follow all this, this difficult process to, to have this. And you could use this time for to create something, to work in your company, uh, thinking about new ideas. So you are, you are spending your time on things that won't uh, add any value for you. I really like how you connected that to like a real life situation. And ultimately, because when you're trying to buy the car and going through all these steps, what you're doing is like manually sharing data, basically. And so what, what you're saying here is that this revolution where like wherever you submitted the data before, 
any other institution or organization can access that, this data sharing revolution would stop us from having to spend all this time doing manual data sharing. And then the result of that would be we can invest our time into much more like creative things that are going to improve the world. Is, is that a good summary? Perfect. That's perfect. For how long do we have uh, facial recognition and uh, biometric recognition, a fingerprint, right? Uh, all that stuff to validate that I am myself and I'm buying something. And so why we are, we are delayed regarding this? We already have these technologies, the APIs, integrating systems for a long time. We already have a good uh, internet connection for, to make it work for a good time. But so the, you can, we, what we can see now happening in lots of countries is the regulator saying to the banks to do that because if they, they put this for, for the banks to make the decision, the banks won't do that because they know every process that I create here for my products, I have my data, I can sell the product in the way that I want. But today, it's not true anymore. The people, the citizen, they know that my data, my rules now. So I can request the experience that I deserve, you know? <laughs> Got it. Where do you see this space progressing in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, so I see not only we sharing data between institutions, but also between equipments. So you have there the Internet of Things, right? Uh, where we have, for example, insurance in the that we have here in Brazil, one example. You are going to be to have your car connected to the internet. So if you have any problem, your uh, insurance company will know that proactively and will work to, to support you. So we have all of our things connected and we receive the services proactively. So not only insurance, finance, but so I have a finance in one bank. I have my salary uh, coming from other all of this is going to be invisible for us. We don't need banks. We need financial services in the experiences that we live, basically. That's why we're living a trend where companies are, with this movement of open finance, they are embedding the financial services. So uh, you are driving a car and you go to, I don't know, a drive through So the cars, when get close, you, it will already pay for, for example, for a meal there, for a lunch. And you can go away uh, without touching nothing. I think we are moving to a world where we won't have more lots of interfaces like cards, like physical wallets, like so we have the CBDCs being discussed, the cryptocurrencies between the countries. I mean the regulated ones that they are already talking about exchanging these. So if you see the way that we exchange. The different type of currencies within the countries is very complex. So I see a lot of this. So the integration will improve our experience. Like we won't have more lots of interface to have in, in our hands to connect, to make connections. I mean, we are going to receive products and services proactively. So that's the way I see between five and ten years. Got it. Makes total sense. I basically what I'm sensing is a more like frictionless life. <laughs> you can go, you just go and pay for something because it's you and you don't need to get your debit card out or cash out to, to pay for it. it. Makes total sense. Final question is, could you share like a specific example of this open finance trend 
that is making the world a better place. I know you gave like the macro example of ultimately we're going to save people time to invest in more creative pursuits. But is there something small and like specific that you think really is like improving the world like right now? Cool. What I can say is that besides the smart financial decisions that this ecosystem is providing, I have some examples here uh, where in Brazil, we don't have access to, to lots of insurance products. And why it happens? Because people here, they, it's too expensive. The products are, are fixed, the rules, how it's offered for you. So I have one example here where we work together with a resort. So a place where you spend your time with your family, with swimming pools and everything. And we got a company, an insurance company, and we integrate themselves. So uh, we have a, a totem there in, the, in this resort where the family could come and uh, touch there in this totem that connect with the insurance and you could hire a life insurance for that day. This one example. And why I'm saying this example here? Because it shows the, the opportunity and how we can uh, use this all this ecosystem to provide, to offer a product for some people that wouldn't be using this. So we have unbanked people, underbanked people, right? That don't have access to some kind of products because it's too far from their reality, too far from their what they are living. But now we are providing products and services adapted to their realities uh, with the price adapted to their history, to what they are living. So we are going to get these people and we are going to now support them uh, inside the financial ecosystem at all, uh, investments and everything. And also one last example that I'd like to share is, I can say by myself, today I have, uh, for example, a finance in one institution and I received the salary in other. So today we have solutions here in Brazil, uh, call it PFMs, personal financial management, that they just show you consolidated the, the money that you receive it. And so they know that you have a financial product in other institution. And during this period, they transfer the money to an investment account. They transfer when I need to pay the payment date, they transfer from the investment account to that other institution. So it's all invisible for you. And you manage very well this money investing and using this in the right time. So I think that's other example, a good example that I we can see benefits uh, with the open finance right now. Two great examples. Leandro, thank you so much. I think the, my core like insight from what you're sharing is that, yes, there's massive benefits from this open banking, open finance revolution, but actually in the future, <laughs> like data from e more areas of our life is also going to be open and it's all going to be shared seamlessly, invisibly behind the scenes, saving us a lot of time and stress. And that's something that I wasn't um, really aware of or thinking about before. So that's a big insight for me, hopefully also a big insight for the audience as well. So I want to thank you so much for coming on and illuminating the topic of open finance. Thanks a lot, Tom. It's a pleasure being here. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Leandro. Remember, the question we're trying to answer is the future of banking, the future of finance 
going to be open? I think it became quite clear during that discussion that the answer was yes. But as I just mentioned at the end of the chat was that my big insight was that actually maybe even just finance or banking is going to be more open, but actually we're going to be sharing data from various different areas of our lives with our permission, of course, that's going to allow other services or other organizations we interface with to seamlessly communicate and therefore eradicate friction from our lives, leaving us to do more enjoyable or creative things with our time, which ultimately is going to have a great impact on the world. So that was my big insight. And maybe that's potentially a big insight for you as well. But I want to thank Leandro for coming on and allowing us to get to that point. If you have any feedback on this new style of episode, if you could leave that in the form of an Apple podcast rating and review, that would be amazing. If you don't use Apple, just a follow or subscription on your favorite podcast app would do as well. And of course, I want to thank you. Thank you.